It's another edition of the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast, powered by Three Notched Brewery. Leave your mark. We're back on our Sunday flow, and here's what you had to look forward to this episode. We'll spend some time rehashing yesterday and results from last week. We'll make some picks, as always, when we preview what's ahead this week, and uh, we'll do something fun. Apparently, that's in the agenda, but um, generally this time of year in ACC basketball, in the calendar, the ACC calendar, there's a shift towards equilibrium, where the superior teams generally rise to the top. So the cream rises to the top of the standings. That phenomenon has not happened this year. Just want to make that clear. Instead, we have Clemson in sole possession of second place and Virginia Tech not far behind. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with this. Cream of the crop right there. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with this in year 2016. Um, I thrive on the chaos. So I'm Luke Neer. I'm your host, by the way. And Taylor Pilkington is the voice you just heard. He's our executive producer, and he's at the roundtable. Hey, Taylor. That's me. Are you comfortable with the current league standings? So comfortable. What about you, Guthrie? Resident Homer. It's uh, it's pretty upside down, I think, except for North Carolina. But uh, I'll tell you who's yeah, comfortable. Yeah, that's expected, right? It's Vegas, not surprising. Vegas Mike is comfortable. Oh, so comfortable. He returns <laughs> in episode 10. And it's he good to be lo- back. He loves him some Pitt and Clemson and Blossom game. He yeah, is, that's he is right. thrilled right now. That's right. I, I watched Vegas Mike light a bed full of $100 bills on fire and roll around in it last night. <laughs> Don't ask me how that happened. We're but. not going to talk about where Mike was last week. <laughs> yeah, or the bed I was laying in, but it was, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> so let's review. Yesterday, I had the feeling going into yesterday – this is where the favorites just lay the smack down. But it didn't happen. No. In um, many cases, you could say over half of the cases of the games. Where should we begin? Let's begin with Clemson. We have to give this team a shout-out because they just uh, oh. they just pinned up three significant hides onto their wall or in front of their mantle. And those hides would be, Taylor, do you want to bring us through it? Sure. Louisville. Louisville, Duke, and Miami. That's correct. All three all three home games. True. But, uh, yeah, Clemson looking really good um, throughout all of them. And I've been impressed. Blossom game has been just incredible. Yeah, he has been. You know, I was a woman scorned after that South Carolina game when they were, uh, I think, one-point dogs. Um, South Carolina at that point was undefeated in the season. So I, I was so disappointed in that game that I think I it was just before uh, the holidays there. I offered to go down to South Carolina, find Blossom game myself, and bring him back. Apparently he found himself on, he's a spiritual, listener. Yeah, he's he's a a listener. Listener, on a spiritual journey somewhere. And, uh, yeah, he put up, what, 17 against Duke and 25 against Miami. The guy's playing out of his mind right now. All right. Is it possible for Clemson to make it not a magical trio, but, I don't know, four in a row against four of the top five teams or preseason top five teams because they're at Virginia next? Well, this will be their first away game. That's of true. The, of the, and they did beat Syracuse, you know, in the carrier down away, but it'll be much tougher because it's a away yeah. game. I'm, yeah. Well, they also played at, at the Dean Dome. That was their first. That was their... ACC season opener. But Here's anyway, what I don't understand. Anyway. Why was this team losing to Georgia and Alabama and, I don't know, UMass they, in the preseason? I mean, they, in, in, the, in the non-conference. Completely threw us all off the scent. They have definitely started to shoot better and shoot the three better. Right. And they're getting to the line at a much higher... I mean, they shot, what, 44 free throws in the Louisville game, and they didn't shoot quite as many in the 
Miami and uh, Duke game, but they're getting to the line. They're being aggressive. And even though statistically you'll look and you'll see that their offense is uh, rated higher than their defense, it looks like that's their strength, and it is. I think their defense has been, uh, if not amazing, it's been enough to get the job done. Against Mm -hmm. Miami, they did a really good job of stopping the ball, and you'd see Miami like dribbling the ball at the top of the key with no aim, no pass it back and forth, and that they it basically makes a wasted possession because by the time Miami would get into their sets or get something that they wanted, if something didn't work out, there was no recourse, no second chance. Clemson would, was really denying that pass from the top of the key to the elbow extended that starts the offense, and they were really doing a good job just messing up Miami's flow, not letting them get into a set. Right. Uh, well, we it, know Brad can coach the defensive side. Right. Of the yeah, and, and really the transition always D, known that. the transition D for Clemson, I think, is really turned around since that North Carolina game. I remember watching the Minnesota game where, yeah, it's clear that I think Clemson is trying to push pace this year. They're starting to move the ball uh, more quickly up and down the floor on offense, starting to take more threes, trying to play kind of a more modern style offensively. Um, in that Minnesota game, that turned into a track meet that they could not keep up with, allowed 89 points in Minnesota. Um, you know, that transition and defense that game from Clemson against Min- been... Minnesota does not look great in retrospect because Minnesota has not been good. Right, they've not been good. As much as we thought they, we thought they would be better. Right, I can't believe right. all four of us watched that game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the it. ACC Big Ten Challenge. Why but, uh, would we yeah, not watch yeah, that game? I, don't know. I remember that game. That was a great game. No, but they have been fortunate in a couple of regards. They only play, they only play seven guys, and they haven't <laughs> been in foul trouble yet. Except for Landry Noka, who magically gets four fouls but can never get the fifth. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Has anybody else noticed that? I have noticed that. Okay. I have noticed yeah. that. Yeah, he, he's been great lately, actually. I mean, I, especially on the defensive end. But, they uh, play seven guys, so that's the the Duke-Syracuse approach. Notre Dame even kind of has a similar take on how many on the rotation. But mm, we have to take this team seriously. Yeah. Because they, they have yeah. grown men on the team. Yeah, that's right. Do. I mean, Dante Grantham, I mean, Jordan Roper, Jared Blossom game. game. I got to give it up Jordan. because Mike was talking yeah. about <laughs> Mike sorry, has Mike. been talking about Jordan Roper all season. Oh, Jordan oh, yeah. Roper's great. And I every time I hear him say it, I'm like, "Yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Great." And Jordan Roper is good at basketball. Well, yeah, that's right. Well, the good thing was that uh, The Departed was on Saturday night between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. if anybody was up watching. And I got to see the scene where Leo DiCaprio holds out his hand. He says, you know what that what I learned in prison? You know, and he shows him like the non-shaky mm-hmm. hand. Yes. You know, and I just yep. said, mm-hmm. man, Jordan Roper, there he is in the flesh. Yeah. I'm watching think, him on The Departed. Where do you think Jordan Roper learned that? Uh, what, the, the steady hand? The steady you. hand? You know, the Departed? He was watching The Departed? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to know. You know, <laughs> his favorite movie is *The Revenant*. He just saw it, but it's become his new favorite movie. Yeah, I think filmed all in natural light. He told me. Right, it's <laughs> he time, tweeted at me. Hey, Jordan Roper. It's time for a Clemson bottom line. Where does this team finish? In the ACC. No, in the Pac-12. Ooh, too <laughs> soon. I, I'd say their season ends in the Elite Eight. I think they have tournament potential. But I, yeah, <laughs> but, but I'll, it, say, I'll say they hey, finish six, they let's not six or seven in the ACC. You're like happy to be back and you're excited. but I am. I'm very excited. <laughs> no, they... You can't. Can't they are like that. I mean, too thin. People might be gambling. Too thin. Yeah, well, that's that's right. That's right. But you, no, you never know thin. the draw. But. They're too thin to make it that far. They're not, they don't run deep enough. To like make what, it one in the injury dooms this team. One injury. T- I, not even an injury. Not even an injury. One game where somebody gets in foul trouble early. Yeah. I mean, Except what happens for Landry when, Noko because he can get four fouls and just play the rest of the game and he won't yeah. find the fifth. I mean, <laughs> what happens when Jordan Roper picks up 
two quick fouls, weird like weird fouls. I don't know. And the game's shot for them. Guthrie hasn't said anything about Clemson. Where are they finishing? Gut feeling. He's a sage. Um, He's going to give us some good advice here. I, honestly, I don't really. I, I I don't know. I have a hard Seven? time. Seven. They, I mean, they at this Six. point they should finish top eight. Like this, this is a really yeah. tough stretch. This is arguably the toughest stretch of their season. Um, looking at their schedule, I guess they they have two like really tough games coming up. But if they if they, I mean they pulled off five wins in their first six. Well, the thing about the ACC and every team, and I feel like I could say this about every single team that's doing well, like Virginia Tech, Clemson, or and every team that's doing bad. Yeah, Clemson just beat like three great teams: Louisville, Duke, Miami, right in a row. Mm-hmm. But they'll have a stretch later in the season. I guarantee where like. They lose to Boston College and NC State back to back. Right, I guarantee that'll ha- something like that will happen where they drop two of those to those teams that you know are can beat people. Right, I but watched that. Jo- to, I watched know? that Georgia game. It was awful for uh, for Clemson. Yeah. I mean, they they do have some depth. I mean, Gabe Devoe is a legit basketball player. Kind of reminds me of Peter Yock from um, or Jacques. I believe oh, is maybe Iowa? How, yeah from oh, Iowa. Man. He actually reminds me they have similar game just Iowa. dead eye shooters. Um, but anyways, I, I Guthrie really loves like this, Iowa. Really like this Clemson team. But he's only trying to appeal to voters. That's why. Yeah, primary <laughs> voters. Well, see the thing is that that all the groupies on Clemson's campus are free now. Last the football question. season's over, so they're performing in the best. Last season. question: Should they just do away with Little Giant Coliseum after they've had so much success at the Bond Secures Wellness Arena? Should they just move there permanently? I mean, there is a lot of support. Why not? No. There's a lot of support for Clemson and Greenville. <laughs> Good vibes. Good vibes. There really is. There is. No, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy down there. Been to Greenville. Nice town. You could yeah. take all growing, the renovation my buddy, expenses. My buddy Greenville. You could take the renovation expenses and just like pay off more football players and maybe you'll win the title next year. Yeah. Oh. But I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, I'm, no. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I was rooting really. for them. No, but really, I don't know. That, that place feels better to me than... Little John, no, watching the game on much TV. Money in Little John. Okay, enough on Clemson. Let's be realistic let's, here. Let's okay. give Clemson a hand. Can we give him yeah. a Oh yeah, I mean, give him a I refuse to join your <laughs> clapping thing. I Why? support Clemson. I'm rooting for them. I just don't. I'm not a joiner per se. Oh, okay. So there we go. Right, the real right, question right. is, how are they going to perform in Charlottesville? Yeah, I think the the projected spread there is 11, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, uh, that's a that seems so that's a high. Yeah. For how That's Clemson high. has been playing and how UVA has been playing, it's a home game for UVA. So if it's an eleven point, you know, favor for UVA, or you know, if they're going to be favored by that, you know, you would expect it to be a two point UVA favorite on the road at Clemson. I mean, well, you Virginia know, just has covered every big game at home except for the Cal game. Yes, correct. And you guys are wrong. Just want to let you know because you guys both took Miami, and you took Miami in the spirit, even though you weren't here. I knew you would. <laughs> no, I, you definitely would. No, I, no, you did not. Oh yeah, I took. UVA, are you talking about the UVA Miami game? Yeah, here I don't believe you. Yeah. you actually, I, t- you, I took UVA, and I also took a couple prop bets. <laughs> I took uh, Sheldon McClellan <laughs> <laughs> minus minus one and a half for three pointers made. He only made one on the four-point play, I think, the first play out of the second half. I'm going to need to see some receipts. <laughs> these, are the, these are the kind of things you get into on a Tuesday night when you don't have a lot going we, on. We tweeted the receipts at Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> yeah, so, Mike and I, so Mike and I took Virginia, I guess. I did. I did. I definitely Virginia. took Miami. You two took Miami. Took hey, Miami. you know. You can't win them all. You well, can only make That's the a nice best segue. choice that you Let's have Let's get to that you. game right now. Okay, Virginia-Miami. Mm-hmm. Kind of an ugly game. Let's face it. It was a, it was a little bit. It was. You know, McKellum made it look pretty at times, um, and so did Angel oh. Rodriguez on Hill. Sorry. Um, Actually, <laughs> apparently, everybody, re- everybody re- 
uh, refers to him as Angel. So, oh, okay. I guess I was wrong. All right. Well, I feel and better. You're about right. That. <laughs> Everyone, mark it down. Um, Luke yeah. Near, incorrect. I was trying to track it. him down in the tunnel afterwards, and it's like, would you prefer on hell? <laughs> Is that what your family calls you? Right after he's and what did he say? Levels. What were his exact words? No, I didn't track him down. Oh, okay. I was too busy listening to Jim Laranaga talk about Kempom. He mentioned Kempom. He went on a Kempom yes, like tangent. Have, look, there's many reasons I love. Should we Jer- play that audio? I have yes, it for us, and that's my audio. We should listen to it because there are many reasons that I love Jim Laranaga. Exclusive audio of the ACC Basketball Degenerates podcast. Yeah, he has been on the Kempom train a, read for the a copyright. long time. Yeah, he used it way back in the day, like you know when he was at what. George Washington. George I, Mason, I prefer, George I prefer Mason. to think yeah, that uh, Ken was like, like mailing him spreadsheets. Yeah. Like, you know, snail mail. No, okay. <laughs> uh, we won't play the comments, even though we can, but he like put his finger out and pointed into the to the audience of reporters. It's like, you guys follow Kim Palm? Yeah. <laughs> you guys fo- Yeah, you know. You know. And then he said the ACC had the top five offenses in it. Um they did. Justin. Yeah, they definitely did. They did. Miami no, no Miami's falling out of that. Um, you know, what was tough about that UVA-Miami game from a Miami perspective was just inside is where you would expect them to dominate and, and really be able to control yeah, UVA. Mike, Mike Tilby demolished Tanya Jakiri. Oh, what were yeah. the odds on that? Plus twelve hundred. Plus twelve hundred. There were no profits. It broke my heart to see that. And Jakiri never really seemed to get into the game. You know, he got a little bit emotional there at the end. Um, you know, but there there was no point where I really said, you know, he's kind of rallying the troops to get people on board with the with the game defensively. You know, the the first half was so ugly. Um, the, Is there something about the building? And Bigman, like Zach August, what he posted yeah. a one one and one. That right. was his stat line and then Jakiri looked like he was asleep or didn't even make the trip. Yeah. Um, early in the game, pff, looked bad for Virginia. It they did. were taking thirty four seconds routinely to get a shot off. Right, right. Through the first five minutes. Yeah, that UVA or that And Miami. Guthrie was panicking. I just know that for a fact because <laughs> oh, yeah. of uh, text messaging. Our yeah. resident homer. He was he was he was worried. He was concerned. Oh, it was a super ugly first half. Like we UVA took a lot of a lot of bad shots. I'm I'm getting better. Oh wow, I'm getting better. I'm impressed. <laughs> no. Um, so the thing that's concerning if you are a Virginia fan watching this game is take the defensive side. I'll take the offensive side. So defensively, you go defensively. Yes, um, I'll take offense. Defensively, we we UVA has problems defending quick dribble penetration. Angel Rodriguez uh, and Jaquan Newton. I thought they got better throughout the game. There I actually, were times I where feel like it got worse. There were honestly, t- <laughs> there were times where uh, McClellan would get, he would take a ball screen. He would be the ha- ball handler. He would get a ball mm-hmm. screen, and then they would trap him or try and hedge him, and he would split the hedge yeah. like so easily. He mm-hmm. would just it wasn't it didn't even look like he was, you know, moving fast. He would just glide through that glide through that hedge. And that, I mean, that was scary if you're a UVA fan. You're talking about McClellan? Yeah. yeah. Are you sure you're not confusing him with his backcourt partner? I, I Rodriguez thought, is sure. also very right. good. I, I just, playing, it noted to me okay. like the, the experience of watching McClellan split the yeah. two defenders is, I mean, it's just so smooth. McClellan didn't have a good game. Well, he didn't play well. I mean, yeah, he, he, oh, no, yeah, he did not play well. I'm just saying. I this, mean, he lost that battle. Against I'd, say, I'd say Rodriguez won his battle. Yeah. 
and he, it was close. But then Toby like won the Jakiri matchup, which none of us would have ever guessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, like back to UVN, the offensive side of the ball. Okay, I was talking to Chris Wright, the Saber.com. That's a plug if you want to know more about Virginia. Uh, at the game, and Virginia runs the mover blocker offense, and they do the side motion action, mm-hmm. and sometimes it gets stale. I mean, you got to call a spade a spade. And they said, you know, it's interesting. They started running a high ball screen, and it just completely threw Miami off for a couple of possessions. And then they went back to mover blocker, ran the flare screen, and were mm-hmm. getting open looks. I'm interested to see if they mix it up more often in yeah. the near future. It is. It is. Uh, I feel like. UVA tended to stick to the mover blocker going down the stretch in the second half. We talked about this, I, or I mentioned it when we were at the game, and there were a couple possessions where they would just do, you know, standard mover blocker, where it's like AG and Mike Toby, whoever it was, like setting screens and setting screens. And, then and Luke's right, that does get stale sometimes. It sometimes was super you don't stale. see it. Yeah, I mean, it, they just, the defense knows what to expect. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I don't think our post, the Virginia Post players touched the ball until maybe there was like six or seven seconds left on the shot clock. and You're talking first ten minutes, right? So this was like towards the end. I, th- I saw, End of the game? Yeah, in the second half. In the Definitely. second half. I agree. And I think I part of it was Virginia wanted to run clock a little more, so they didn't want to get it into a position where they wanted to shoot. Like, they were still finding ways to score, but early. I think I've expressed before my personal preference when I see a possession where they don't get the ball into the paint at all. Like, they don't even work it in. It's just worked around the perimeter all day long. It's painful to watch. I didn't, it, it works It works really well. Like, if you have the right personnel for it, I don't think the backcourt really, at, at Virginia, the backcourt really excels at that kind of motion motion offense if you want to call it that with coming off of the screens and like handing like handing the ball off when you set you know set their offense is different than Notre Dame's and Dukes right yeah so a team a team that did that really well I thought was Cal when Cal came to Mm -hmm. Virginia okay anyway who is the nightmare matchup for Virginia UNC UNC is gonna run and they're gonna beat UVA by 20 in Charlotte, kind of a nightmare match for everyone. I guess, no, right? they don't Can play. We? I don't think they play in Charlottesville this year. They but do. They, yes, they, yeah, they, they do. do. Do they really? We, we, yeah, we were yeah. we were at the, we the Ding Dong last year. Yeah, the, so. the <laughs> Ding Dong Ding Dong was the, That's right, the game were. last year. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think they'll have the most trouble with UNC. Anybody else? Well, I mean, UNC is clearly. I mean, at this point, at Duke this point, will, Duke is going to score on Virginia. I think. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, yeah. especially well, they score on everyone. Yeah, they score on everyone. But uh, uh, Duke Duke is extremely reliant on their outside shooting. So if for whatever reason, okay, so shooting's we'll off, to, we'll North Carolina, Duke, but we'll North Carolina is a, a nightmare matchup for a lot of teams. Yeah, right. who is yeah. Virginia the nightmare matchup for? I have an answer for this. <laughs> You've asked a question you have an answer to. I want to hear your answer, and then I want to tell you why it's wrong. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. You know what? I'm, I'm and I'm not gonna pick like NC State or Boston College or some terrible team. I'm gonna say Louisville. Oh, okay. All right. Tell I me why. You're gonna say that. Yeah. Tell me why. How does Louisville score? Um, they are very reliant on the three-point the, shot. They, no. No. <laughs> no, they are not. No, they're not. No, they're yeah, not. They, they pound the paint. Yeah. And do, and UVA, do we need to talk about this anymore? <laughs> and UVA locks it down. That's what you're saying. 
Yeah, I mean, they can. They don't even have to play a regular pack. They can play. You know, there's extended pack and then there's regular pack, and they can just. They can just. I don't know. They can just sit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean that's 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 a good a good you know I I, uh, I agree okay, with that. Okay. Tr- uh, um, the thing Damian is, Damian Lee, you're going against Malcolm Brogdon tonight. Go ahead, see if you can get 15 points. I mean. Come on, Mike. You said you'd refute this argument. I, I'm going to say that Davian Lee is a terrible matchup for Malcolm Brogdon. I think that uh, Brogdon's going to get eaten up a little bit. I think that Lee has the strength and the shooting ability to get off against Well, he's Brogdon. not as strong as Brogdon. Oh, I don't know. Davian Lee's stronger than you'd think. I think but UVA's Brog- offense Brogdon is incredibly strong. I think UVA's offense and, and could I don't know how I don't know how UVA scores against Louisville exactly. Yeah. You know, did I, you I, watch, I be, no be, did you watch the West Virginia game? I did. The, they, but Louisville's press is completely different than West Virginia's. West Virginia's is to force turnovers and is to like Louisville's press is not really this year at least is not. It's great if they force turnovers, but it's the main focus is not to force turnovers. It's to force you to get out of rhythm and have to reset and run through a shortened offensive. Yeah, that bothers mm-hmm. a lot of teams. But I'm just saying, like Virginia, when they were playing West Virginia, they didn't get transition points. They didn't beat the press and make them pay with layups. They beat it and then they went through their set and they just scored. I think it's too it's too we're easy to find a comparison out soon, to say this game Louisville is, and West Virginia both press. Louisville so Virginia is coming up at the different. Yum Center fairly soon. So that's like yeah. late January. Well you gotta say yum because Another, there's so, yum so, <laughs> going back okay enough. going back to your question real quick. Okay, go. Really quick. Uh, another Nightmare team, matchup, yeah. Another team that I think matches up really poorly against Virginia. I don't want to jinx it, but Florida State. They actually well, do not shoot the three. We're taping this about an hour and 24 minutes before tip-off. Right. Yeah, so I'm totally jinxing it. But, so uh, so but, you better be right or else um, this are we, is, yeah. we're going to look like idiots. At the, at yeah. the end of the uh, episode, we will make picks for that game so that everyone can we can record for posterity how sure. incorrect we might be right, about right. that game. Yeah, I mean, I think if you want to look at a little preview for Virginia defensively versus Louisville offensively, just watch this Florida State game today and see how Florida State does offensively versus Virginia defensively. I think it'll be a good kind of uh, warm-up well, for them. Florida State has basketball players who have offensive IQs. Oh, that's too harsh. Donovan Mitchell, Trey Lewis, Damian Lee, no, it's like Quinn get, Snyder. Like, it's like head down, go to the basket, and hope exactly. you get to the line. No, that is, well, that no, is that just is not true. true. That no, is just no, I true. completely agree with Thank you. Actually, it's one on one. It's one on one basketball. Throw up shots at the end of the shot clock and crash the boards. Yeah, that's that is, Louisville offense. That's not really true. Okay, it's true like ninety percent of the time. It, it has, Once in a while, they'll run a like, set for it's looked like that one of their the big past, men or something. It's looked like that in the past few games because they'll drive the lane and throw it out to an open three-point shooter, and that guy will miss. I mean, they've been shooting... Louisville, I'm saying here, has been shooting terribly. Hey, we're going to Louisville. This, Louisville is let's the talk new topic. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah, let's go to Louisville. Um, so, nice win over Pitt. Right. I was, yeah, that was, that was an excellent yeah. win. Uh, a scalding scalding score in the first half of 20-17, to 17, put most of the country to sleep, and then... Um, you know, Louisville ended up running away from it in the very with the at the very end of the game. Actually, you know, I, I think I was I was live tweeting the game. If any of you uh, guys want to catch us at ACC DGens on Twitter, also uh, <laughs> if you would like any of us, ACC and you can D-Gens. you can name one of us to live tweet a game. Just tweet at us, and we'll be forced to do it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I it's the, it's the law. It's a maritime law. Yeah, that's right. So I, I actually live tweeted uh, this game, and I was actually super into it. Um, you know. 
Pittsburgh just kind of packed it in about halfway through that second half, though. Um, they they loaded up the bus. They were they were down thirteen with seven Not minutes to go. Though they didn't literally pack it in. Yeah, no. Because if you literally pack it in, that's a good strategy. Right, right. No, well that that was their strategy early, right? They they collapsed the defense. They forced uh, Louisville into taking threes. Louisville didn't hit any of them. They had tons of wide open threes. They didn't hit any of them. And then they also missed around the basket. And then Louisville also or Pitt, who had, who was so reliant on the three point shot throughout the year to really separate itself. Missed every single three they took in the first half and uh, halfway through the second half. It, it was a nightmare game for Pitt. I think it's I, one that it's going to take them a while to recover I have a from. question about yeah. Louisville. If you're playing Louisville, under 10 minutes, both teams in the bonus. When Anawaka gets the ball, do you foul him immediately? Yeah, yeah. And they, they finally got that, I think, like three minutes left in the game. They're like, oh, maybe we just start fouling him. And he hit two free yeah. throws right away, right? I hear you. I might even consider that in the first half if they got into the bonus. But anyway, back to Louisville. Look, let me tell you, let me defend Louisville here because we've got some we've got some haters. Uh, haters going to hate, my friend. Haters going to hate. Okay, in the pit <laughs> game, uh, they held the number eight offense by adjusted efficiency. And before this game, they were in the top five. They held them to what, 41 points? Right. Over the length of the game, 41 points for a top five offense in the nation. Right. Louisville held Pitt to 41 points. I mean, that defense is amazing. Is is there any doubt that AC, in the ACC, Louisville is the best defense? No, they're team? the best defense. There is no doubt. They're the best no, no, no. So, is there a, okay, I would just say they're an We're amazing, not disagreeing with you on the defensive end. Okay. Continue. They're the best defensive team in the ACC. And, and yes. one of the well, best in, in the nation. There's a yes. kryptonite to that defense. To get them to foul. That team fouls. Right. Did you watch Kentucky? But they're deep. Did you watch yeah. the Kentucky game? Of, of course they foul. They play a lot of people, and they, they have... Yeah, if you get against... has that okay. calculus where he thinks it's okay to foul as long as we... Definitely. On one side, there's a foul. On the other side, we're playing aggressive, causing turnovers, causing bad shots, yep. causing you know block shots, all that sorts of stuff. Yeah, so long as Damian Lee doesn't foul and Trey Lewis don't foul, it doesn't really matter. I mean, they have plenty of depth outside of those two well, guys. You could be giving another team free points. Eh, not if you follow the right guys. <laughs> that's the thing. Like if you're playing, say the amount of time you're giving them free points Duke, versus North the Carolina. amount of time you're like stopping an offensive possession or getting a turnover. In the end, it like, works to their advantage. Dare I say, Virginia Tech? I never thought I'd bring this up, but like Virginia Tech won their last game because they sh- they made 28 free throws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's a long run. I don't know if that's going to work out for them. I just on. A, uh, so we've established they're good at defense. Let's go to they're very, they're the best defensive let's team go in to the, the country. Off, let's go to the offense for Louisville because I know Guthrie was getting mad at me when I was talking about defense. He wants to say that the Louisville offense is terrible, but uh, they move the ball well and they get their guys into good positions for open shots. They get open shots, and you know what? In the pat in the last game against Pitt, they went one for eleven from three point range. Right, and that is not. Indicative of anyone's three-point shooting percentage, much less Louisville's. Right, and so, they so and they were the, one for eleven on open shots. Yes, yeah, I'll they, say they that. were and, they were open. and previously they've been you know even worse than that. I think in other games, they've, in the past few games they've been terrible from three-point range, and they are better than that over the long haul. Now there's going to come a game where those starts those shots start to fall, and they beat some team by like twenty-five points, and somebody asks, "Oh my gosh, where have they been all this time?" And it's just 
it'll just be those shots starting to come back. Right, right. And I they, mean, they, and, they don't take a ton of threes, to be fair, and they only shoot 35% of the season now. But that three-point shot is critical to what they do. That's a lot to, better than the 9% they shot you know, okay. before. <laughs> yeah, That's a good exactly. segue. And then, and then they put people in difficult positions. That's all. They move the ball. They put people in bad positions. They get into the paint, and they have guys. Their offensive rebounding, that's just a plus that they happen to be the number one offensive rebounding team in the nation. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. oh, that's just, like, they, like, that's just that's a minor thing. detail. Like, it's, that's just some it's only, that's off to the side. I mean, the offensive rebounding is only one of the four most well, important Well, no, you forgot, you know, Onuwaku gets nine boards a game. His chops get an additional four offensive right. rebounds a game. I mean, you're, you're acting like those are not significant he, in the ACC landscape. Those chops are for the, real. Those, they're legit. The second greatest uh, mutton chops in the history of the United States, second only to Martin Van Buren. Right, right. <laughs> I hope I got my old president right about Yeah, that's Chuck. right, yeah. No, you Taft, Onuwaku's uh, chops went pro last year. They And they have <laughs> they have a great interior presence. They can. This is they also to, a team who couldn't cover there. a six-point spread against NC State. Just want to remind everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they're, they're they couldn't cover a six-point spread. spread against NC State. They, I think your opposition the to them gets me more passionate about this but all right fine how I about st- this uh, i stand by my uh my assertion that they will finish yin and yang top two who They're, wins on a neutral court tomorrow notre dame or louisville and both teams i love but louisville will win i think i agree i yeah, just brought no, that up i just brought I, that I up think, I, that, I think that you're is, right i think that, you're right that's louisville's, a really good question actually notre dame is a really yeah great amazing. kryptonite for louisville though i mean um I, I guess I would say Louisville on a neutral court, but it would not be by much. I mean, I, I think that Notre Dame could put Louisville could really compromise what Louisville does well. Well, they play at the Yum Center on February 3rd, but let's oh. talk about Notre Dame. All right. Good segue. Was not expecting that win yesterday right. in Cameron. Was not expecting that. Yeah. yeah I, I, got a, I got a text from our resident Homer, the over. You know, it was set at one fifty. <laughs> it was set at one fifty three. It just that's all it said was the OVA, and it was D A space OVA. <laughs> it was like it was almost like they O V A. No, I mean it, that was O-V-A-H. that was O-V-A-H. that was probably my like pick of the weekend. Maybe oh, like I, I didn't get that text. Why really? You send that to the? Well, group. No, no, sorry, it was probably it. my you phone. My phone just like doesn't. Yeah. Send instead, you know what like I did? Phones. I did a three-team ACC teaser yeah. with Georgia Tech, oh. Duke, and Clemson. Mm. The teaser. And you know how that turned mm. out? Yeah. Not well. Yeah. No. Well, to be fair, so I I teased the over with Duke minus nine or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, so, ye of little faith. I know. Oh my god. Oh, no. I parlayed it. Oh, no. Yeah. I parlayed okay. it. Anyways, yeah. What what a game. I mean, ended up being 95-91. Uh, I guess good guys, the Catholics. Another, another, <laughs> another name brought it home. Bonzi uh, Colson, man. Bonzi Colson. 31. This is, right? this is 31. what I've been saying about Notre Dame this entire season. Any one of the guys on the floor at any particular time for them can light it up. They can. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, this looks like a perfect game for Notre Dame in that their whole game plan is that they're going to outscore you. And Duke is an offensive team right. who is going to outscore you too. And it just happens that. Right. Well, here's, here's what I was saying. I don't know. Did anyone else see this? Demetrius Jackson and Zach August killing Duke on the pick and roll. 
Yeah. Did yeah. you think that was going to happen? Well, I, I didn't. I did not see that coming Duke, at all. I mean, no. I, thought, I thought Plumlee would defend it much better. Uh, than he did. The more I he watch him, Duke, the more I realize they miss Emil Jefferson so oh, much. So much. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard one, that one before. I, hot I know takes. that's like a nice hot yeah. take. Good job. <laughs> I, I always kind here. of dismissed it as like a you know talk radio, like oh thanks. You know, thanks, Colin Cowherd. They but, you need know. Emil Jefferson yeah. back now. But yeah. they are Stop really it. they are really thin. They really only run like a six or seven man rotation. Well now. then why don't they play Chase Jeter? Oh wait. Oh yeah. oh wait. Wow. Yeah. Chase Jeter. He had five stars, right? Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 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 Hey, if you if you're gonna keep talking about five stars, let's talk about Ferris Bueller, Luke Kennard, out there putting out thirty points. I mean, the dude is on fire. We're gonna get to him. During guy, that. Yeah. We're gonna get to him in a later segment. We're gonna have to save that. Was it? Was I'm, that the game where he had the step back? Where or he didn't yeah, actually even no, have to dribble made, the ball. He yeah. made the guy with the the white trash haircut. Yeah, I think. Fall down. Oh no, Matt, what's his name? Matt Fluger. Fluger. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Fluger. Yeah, it was unfortunate. White, white, white trash. trash no, I don't think. So. I mean, just because you're 13 That's years harsh. old, decked out in all fila in the mall, does not make you white trash from personal well, experience. <laughs> his his shorts were down to his ankles. Ah, well, look at you. How wait? You, how you old are you? What is ninety year old man? <laughs> old man shakes fist at cloud right here. I feel like that's what I'm watching. I, I mean, what is what is going on? I, I really like Luke Kennard. We'll get to him later, though. Yeah, yeah, Luke Kennard. I mean, I am shares almost, my name. I am almost thirty, and you are making me feel young again. So please continue to criticize the <laughs> yeah, length of but, their shorts. Well, Demetrius Jackson. I mean, look, the guy was, had twenty four. It was ten to fourteen from the field. I mean, how how good was he? You talk about him in the pick and roll. Um, you know, he he got to the basket. You know, I thought at will against who I thought going into the game was the best uh, point guard in the country, Grayson Allen. Um, you know, just really <laughs> bold. Wow. Bold. I, bold. I'm serious. Wow. I think that Grayson Allen is a great point oh, guard. No, God, he's you, good. You don't think he's of great. him as a point guard, perhaps, but um, I, I think he is one of the best point guards in the country. One of the uh, things I saw with the defense and the, for Duke, uh, and I'm going to refer both to Clemson and Notre Dame. Both of those teams threw a zone at Duke for a little bit during their games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they normally both play man, but they threw a zone at Duke and it looked like it really threw Duke off their game. Their one of their the great things about their offense is they have a quick ball of movement. They have all that motion. The guys move off the ball. They get open looks because of that. And the zone really turned them into a team of guys just standing around the perimeter, you know, passing in a shell. Right. And they might get a look, they might not. But it definitely threw him off their game. And Grayson Allen in particular, he's great getting penetration. But I think that his penetration is better against a man defense than his own defense. Mm-hmm. And they kind of seemed out of sorts against the zone. Mm-hmm. And part of it is because they didn't have a guy in the high post to exploit that. Emil Jefferson. Emil Jefferson is the high put post. Plumley in the right. high post. You don't want yeah. Plumley receiving the ball in the high post. Well, I mean, hold up. Yeah. If you put Emil Jefferson in the high post. You just defend the pass. He's not going to shoot Yeah, that. he's not going to shoot no. it. I'd rather have him shoot it than I would have Plumlee receive it. Well, in the high post. Okay, this goes back to last week's. Yeah. You can refer back to last week's podcast for more on Plumlee in the high post, especially against a zone like Syracuse. But all right, speaking of zones, Duke, on the other hand, when they showed zone, um, Brandon Ingram at the top, <laughs> yeah, I know he's long and yeah, he's athletic, but he looked like someone playing Twister, like 
at the top of the key defending the zone. <laughs> like he, he was just like playing Twister, but he wasn't moving. Yeah, that's an excellent. That's an did, excellent. Did you see analogy. this? You yeah, saw this. Yeah, <laughs> he's defending all four corners of his space without really defending yeah, anything. It's yeah. like I'm gonna see if I can how long I could reach and spider without moving my feet. Right. <laughs> and then Demetrius yeah. Jackson just like was looking at him. Yeah, like, what, are like, what are you doing? Yeah, and when you can control the ball like Jackson can, I mean, seeing someone it's kind like, of okay, approach you in that I'll way. Okay, I've just dribbled a little. <laughs> A little bit more to my right. Right, right, right. Brendan Ingram's just re- <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it was bad. It was a bad look for him. I, I'm I'm a little bit he's too hard so on Brendan. He's so much better from the beginning I'm a little bit season, too though. hard on him because he's a great offensive player. I'm yeah. just hard on him defensively because one of Guthrie and I's mutual friends who has never watched a college basketball game in his life and, is, and like is a 76ers fan is like tracking like top prospects is like so Brendan Ingram, great defender of our generation. I'm like, Stop, get out of here. Anyway. Uh, that's good. He's gotten so much better than the beginning of the season. I'll say that. Offensively. Yeah. And it, I mean, it makes me think that he would get better defensively as well. He does not look as shell-shocked as he used to look. Well, he's not going to get better playing the four. Yeah, a lot of it is he's settled into a role, a different, a little different role, you know. Okay. Anyways, yeah. He got beat up by Bonzi Colson. Oh, Bonzi. When, when they were in man and he was guarding Bonzi Colson one-on-one. Well, he like, weighs oh, like 100 and... 60 pounds like what i mean really yeah like he yeah. that guy needs to pack on muscle and he, once he does he'll be great he does not somebody sent him a, a doughy strength tweet. <laughs> yeah, maybe he needs, he needs, he needs to, some doughy strength i mean kennedy's only about how how long up the road just a couple minutes up the road he could right right they can they can find a, a uh, local barbecue joint to meet oh. at and discuss okay. <laughs> <laughs> south, south carolina north carolina, carolina style barbecue I mean, yeah. You, yeah. I, yeah. that's what i love yeah, you gotta like, get that vinegar bryce yeah, johnson Clemson's is, doing better i don't know got we, that mustard how got do we feel mustard. about the mustard barbecue i don't know <laughs> Bryce Johnson is probably skeptical. giving Kennedy like gift cards to bar- barbecue places. Right. Like, hey, yeah. Stay off the floor. <laughs> I want to improve my draft stock. Just stay out. Yeah, Just please. Don't please. clog the lane. Speaking of which, I heard UNC probably played a few games this week. Did they not? Well, they beat the uh, the mighty NC State Wolfpack. Let's go there next. <laughs> how'd, our, how'd our boy Cat Barber do? I mean, <laughs> still playing tons of minutes. I mean, I watched, yeah. I watched part of the game, didn't watch the whole thing. Uh, UNC to me is still the best team in the ACC. I, I really to don't you. Think it's oh, close. surprise! Wait, wow. I mean, wait, is that is that not? No, I'm just is, making fun of you. Do other like, people say that as you well? You say to me, yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, look, I think they're the second best defensive team in the ACC. How about that? I mean, I think well, wow. Yeah, I think Louisville's really? the best. Okay. I think they UNC's were still trailing. That. They were trailing NC State at home at half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. I still think North Carolina. If I was power ranking, I'd put them top of my list, but. That's a little bit concerning, right? Can you give me that? Right. You're trailing yeah, NC is. State at home in half. I'll, I'll say this for the it is. They're the that only team in the ACC who has beat the people that they are supposed to beat so far. Right. Everybody else has lost to, you know, people that they True. consider lower down mm-hmm. on the tone of pole. So they're the TCB UNC team, is the right? only one, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I like that Luke pretends like he he's like, if I'm just going to do some power rankings, we all know that Luke is at home doing power rankings. I'm not going to say it's on the daily. It might be on the weekly. Twice a but, day. Yeah. Twice a day. But as as a young child charts his height, so does Luke fill out a power ranking for the AC. He writes them on the doorframe in pencil. <laughs> exactly. I have seen it. Well, I'll make a confession before this this episode. I did rank them out really and then i edited it once and again and again and again <laughs> and, and the only ones i could get right were the bottom tier 
like BC last, NC State next, Wake Forest, Georgia Tech. So those are the only four I can. That's really it. Get. That's all you got right now. <laughs> Everybody else is just. And then yeah. I put Virginia Tech at um, behind Georgia Tech, even though they have four wins. Right. I don't know how. And Georgia Tech is still. Should we do a thirty for thirty about that? Virginia Tech being four and one. Ah, oh, man, Castle Coliseum. I tell you, it's a Buzz hard Williams. place to play. Yeah, Buzz, Buzz. Buzz is getting wins out there. They're playing well. I, I should we should we move to Virginia Tech now? Are we? Oh, are I, we? At the, are we that part in the show where we talk about Virginia Tech? I'm just I'm just pl- proud to be a part of this. If, if Being, have, <laughs> I, I've been waiting to talk about Justin, so, Justin Bibbs or Gibbs. I yeah, Bibbs. Okay. So we they beat Virginia January fourth. Of course, we know that. Yes, uh, but then they won by a deuce or a point over Wake yeah, Forest. But then oh, and they yeah. lost to Duke, you know, in Cameron. But then recently, big wins, and I'll say big well, wins uh, against Wake Forest and at Georgia Tech. And I have a question. Does anyone know what happened during the, the Georgia Tech game? Because Georgia Tech was up by double digits with about three and change left. And for some reason, my my TV went out and then I got it back and it was a two-point game. Like, what happened in that stretch? Yeah. What happened, guys? What I, happened to Georgia I, Tech I, at I home? What happened? Uh, I didn't watch the game, unfortunately. So many things. Well, I guess, first of all, I'll get this out of the way before I start talking about how I was impressed by Virginia Tech. But if you... If you're a Georgia Tech fan, you've got to be upset that Georgia Tech kind of left a bunch of points on the floor. Uh, they missed some easy layups. I mean, I, I watched, mean they shot 55 percent from the field. How right, do you not win they the did. Game? But I watched. I watched. Yeah, they did, and it's amazing. And right. I watched Charles Mitchell miss. They could have shot better because I watched Chuck Mitchell miss uh, a wide open layup with nobody within 12 feet of him. There were a couple like that, yeah, a couple like that. And, and then we, lo- we love. And then though. when yeah. they were up 10, I think the turning point was they were up 10. Charles Mitchell got an offensive rebound and tries to pass it quickly to the guard next to him. You know, just like... Yeah, I think it was Adam Smith. Easy day pass that you would make to your guard next to you. Yep, yep. And I think Robinson from Virginia Tech, I think, darts in, just grabs it, easy layup right away, right next to the basket. Then on the inbounds pass, Mitchell is also making an inbound, inbounds pass right away, throws it, you know, over the head of the guy he's throwing it to. Immediately, Seth Allen gets it. It's a quick four points. They've cut the lead to six within like ten seconds. Right. Two like easy, easy turnovers, and from then on, I mean, Virginia Tech just started to come back. They shot free throws. They got yeah. They made what twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, they, thirty. Twenty eight of thirty six in the line. Yeah, they shot thirty six free throws and, in that game. Uh, the last play, the la- the Seth Allen and Virginia foul Tech's at the one end. of one of the Virginia Tech's strengths Get, is to that, that was. Yes, that was come on. Yeah, come on. Egregious. Well, I, I, I actually <laughs> thought it was. I like thought it was, Charles. Charles played well that that possession. I yes. thought it was emblematic of that game that, of course, their winning shots would come on free throws. Virginia Tech draws free throws at the second highest rate in the nation right now, and that's kind of become their. It's kind of become a huge well, part of well, their. Well, as we all know from talking to Ken and reading some of his blogs over the summer, I mean, free throw rate is not necessarily dependent on the offense. You know, I mean, it's it's so indicative of the defensive team that you're playing. Um, so, you know, I think that Virginia Tech's doing a good job of getting their athletic guards into the paint, but they're not necessarily a team that can rely on that going forward. Jamie well, Dixon also no Jamie Lucky sorry yeah. <laughs> Jamie Lucky also knew I had money in the game so that's where that happened okay enough about just, that let me just say <laughs> no, one no, more no, thing no, about no, 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 no. I want to say Georgia Tech they were getting out to a lead because they were getting in transition and they were dominating Virginia Tech in transition and Virginia Tech put a stop to the transition and then one person I was very impressed by I think he's going to be great going forward is Zach Lede. Mm-hmm. Uh 
he is kind of, you, everybody talks about the big man who can draw people out and shoot threes. He can do that. No, no. Yes, he, he can cannot shoot threes. Shoot threes. He can no, shoot he threes. Can't. No, yes. he can't shoot threes. Yes, he that's looks, ridiculous. He looks. Have you seen his percentage? Go I, look it up right now. He looks, he's forty percent from three, ten of twenty-five on the year. Forty percent from three-point range. I mean, ten made. That's a threes. lot better than a lot of. <laughs> How guards. many of those made threes hit the backboard? <laughs> okay, he is a good three-point shooter. I'm just telling you right now that. Y- Th- that's him, not sustainable. Let him sit out there and shoot him all day long. He'll do it, and then he'll draw people out, and he did this in the Georgia Tech game. He forced them to come guard him outside, which opened up the inside for Virginia Tech. And he is great. He's not. He doesn't look explosive doing it, but he's great at pump faking and Listen, going to the rim. Bibbs runs that team right now, and that's, that's yeah, what we'll, we'll put it in. Yeah, Bibbs. Oh, I, I would consider that, Zach Lede as their most important player. Uh, Lede oh, is the most wow. important player. Absolutely. Mm, no. well, this is... Yes. I mean... Point. Justin it was a very evident to me watching the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'll give you on the three-point shot, the only thing is his. you can see like his brain working through every <laughs> element of the motion of a three-point shot. He reminds me of one of those old like wooden windmills. You can see all the gears like clanking. <laughs> Who are you talking all about? The gears have, of the day when he shoots yeah, a three. Yeah. You can see all the motions of a shot. It does yeah. not look pretty. It's not a yeah, pretty no, three-point shot. Does he have the ugliest shot in college basketball? I don't know. I can't think of a player that has an uglier shot. But you know what? It, you know what matters. Asking it, the important questions. It goes in. It goes in. Forty percent of the time. I would say Mike Tobies is a close second. He's made <laughs> ten oh, threes no. in his career. No. What has he made? Ten threes in his career? Maybe eleven, twelve, a couple from last I'm year. S- he's gonna make some noise. Okay. Uh, enough of this. Syracuse Wake. We owe Syracuse a, a really quick just love fest, or we should just. Take a dump on Wake. What should we do? I'd say, I say we continue to poop on Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah why, so, why stop? So if we're taking a dump on Syracuse, what does that happen with the transitive property to Wake Forest? Yeah. Guthrie, defend. Please say I, I, abomination. I don't <laughs> like this Wake team. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, no, I'm not saying that. There's no, not a chance. It, it was not a good defensive performance from Wake. Um they they've had question marks on defense. They they really just like for whatever reason, Trevor Cooney got insanely hot in the first half and Wake's perimeter defenders just like didn't care that he was, you know, he had three feet of space and Right. He was, was, he was on shots. pace to have sixty seven at one point, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he, no, he was on pace to to score like seventy uh seventy six, I think. Right. He had nineteen points in the first ten minutes. He should he should hashtag Kobe Bryant at farewell tour. Un, <laughs> unreal. Yeah, Wake Force is the new Toronto Raptors, All right. I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a perfect storm game. Wow. We could go into detail about how Syracuse decapitated Wake Forest, but first, it's time for this. A word from our sponsor. The ACC Basketball Degenerates podcast is sponsored by Three Notch Brewery, named after a colonial-era trail running through central Virginia. Three Notch Brewery develops innovative beers around the bold characters that left their mark on American history. Characters like Thomas Jefferson, Jack Jewett, and Patrick Henry. Three Notch beers can be found in Charlottesville and Harrisonburg, Virginia. Three Notched Brewing, leave your mark this week. We have tasting notes, and who's going to lead us? I would love to lead us. Taylor Pilkington will lead us in tasting notes. We are uh, drinking Shenandoah Alley. Yeah, I think it's a collaboration. Mm, It's a collaboration with a a local grunge grass quartet named Shenandoah Alley. Um, (laughs) mm, There's a little bit of a sweetness, a little caramel, 
but then there's kind of some biscuit toastiness, even a little bitterness, just a hint. But then what really sets it off is a, a ginger the, flavor. Uh, you smell really, ginger. You I, I smell thought it, it right I away. thought it was the alcohol that set it off. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That it's actually a great beer. Yeah, this this one they only make in Harrisonburg, I believe. So if you ever visit that tasting room, check. It yeah, it's out. big it's fan not, of ginger. Yeah, not in Charlotte. Big ginger fan. It's more a CAA town, not an ACC like, town. Flavoring women. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Luke Kennard. <laughs> I don't actually know if he's a ginger or not, but I'm a huge fan. <laughs> this is Luke Kennard's second favorite beer. Okay. Okay. All right. I will, we'll reveal what his first favorite one is later on. Right, right. That's good. Should we go to the mailbag? Let's go to the mailbag. We finished recapping, and that took a while. So sorry, folks, for being, I don't know, for covering all our... Our base is covering ground, being thorough. But it's time to go to the mailbag, and we've had a couple emails, and we're going to answer them because uh, we love our listeners. Mm-hmm. Taylor. Sure. What uh, do we have? The first thing we're going to talk about is... Um, well, who's the question from? I need the whole build. I, I mean, give me... Would give, you give let me, me get through my I'm whole so introduction? I'm so excited. It's our mm. first okay, mailbag. I, I, apologize in, I apologize in advance for butchering this name, but I believe it's from Matt uh, Saikiewicz. Sinkiewicz? Matt Sinkiewicz. I'm going to go with Sinkiewicz. Okay. I hope that that is correct. All right. Um, Matt but it's Sinky. at Media Studied um, okay. on Twitter. And he asked us just to talk a little bit about Boston College. He's a Boston College fan. And we, as they've been down in the down in the rankings and the standings, we have kind of given them short shrift. And we I mean, acknowledge when that you, and when apologize you say, for that. When you say down in the rankings, as in they've been unranked since I've been alive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah. no. That's, hey, that's a bit Hold harsh. up. Don't Remember forget the, Jared Dudley. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the first thing I think. That, 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 that BC Craig team Smith. was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Craig Smith. They, they went to the first year in the ACC. They went to Sweet a, Sixteen. Yeah, maybe. Yep. Okay, Sweet Sixteen. So wait, yeah, Craig Smith. I looked this up. I yeah. know for a fact. Yeah. yeah. And he's still holding down the doughy strength, even the, as oh uh, as Jared Dudley. Yeah. yeah. He can he's, shoot. He can do it all. Okay, let's. That's in the past. And Olivier Hanlon was great when he was there. I don't know. He's a scorer. He's a scorer. He's a baller. I think he led the ACC in scoring last year, right? I don't know. Is that right? It's maybe. But it's a maybe. great uh, segue to talk about this year's Boston College team. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, aren't you guys forgetting the maestro behind BC basketball who was unrightfully let go by the university? Al Skinner. Al, oh, Al yeah. Skinner. Yeah. That's where the downfall of BC basketball happened to our fan out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Al was still around, True. this team would be, I don't know, competing for the eighth spot, right? Is that fair? I don't Maybe. know, but you're setting the bar really low. Yeah, I, I just Maybe you gotta six. swing big. You gotta swing big. Are you listen? Are Al, you content Al, to be middle of the pack every year? Al was a really good coach. I thought. Yeah, like he had that team competing. Um, Reggie Jackson. He found a way to get Reggie Jackson to go to BC, right? Right. Yeah. Can I get? Yeah, an, are you I looking get, for? Can I get, yeah. Can I get some? You want me to say amen? Uh, amen. Yeah, I don't right. know what they say. Al Skinner is still saying. still coaching. Bonus points. For whoever can name the college that Al Skinner is coaching at. Winthrop. Ooh, I'll go with... Uh, I have no clue. I have it up on my computer. I have 0% chance of getting this right. Go Vermont. Uh, God, I'm gonna, I don't know how to say this. Ken, Ken, Kennesaw State? Kennesaw State? Oh, Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State. Oh, Kennesaw State. Yeah. Uh, oh, Kennesaw State. Yeah, of course. I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah, they pop up Love in Mike's Love Kennesaw DVR State. every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> Kennesaw State and Valpo going head-to-head tonight. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're actually... Those, those low-market games, that's where you make your money. <laughs> right, let's, that's let's... how they built the Bunny Ranch. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, yeah, Love they you, are, Lamar. Uh, Love no, you, Lamar. 
Yeah, that's anyway. not, that's not in Vegas. In he's in a he's in a rebuilding no, here. Vegas at Little Kansas City. State. Okay. Um. Anyways, let's talk about Eli BC. Carter. BC. Okay. Modern day. BC. Modern day. BC just is Eli Carter and then those other guys that play uh, with him. Right? Oh my god. Clifford, okay, first of all, Eli dog. Carter is the same player as when he was at Rutgers and then Florida. Florida. Yeah, I remember him from Florida. Classic, classic volume shooter. He, listen to this. He takes 34% of all of Boston College shots when he's on the floor. That's the most oh, of any single player in the that's ACC. That's incredible. And it's like 14th in the nation. <laughs> Wait, but isn't, I mean, isn't that's Anthony huge. Barber challenging that? He's got to be close. Yeah, he's got to be close. He's got to be he close. Is, he's, this, is a, this is a sign of how many shots Eli Carter takes. He's not close. Brad Barber <laughs> is not close. Wow. Um, and I just – and you know what? Honestly, he – Eli Carter, he has a really high assist rate, and it looks great when he, you know, drives and forces it and then dumps it off for easy looks to players. And he does hit ridiculous threes, but every time I watch a BC game, I just sometimes okay. think to myself – too many step back threes. We have like, thirty seconds to fix BC. What are we doing? We're running more plays for the big red dog. We're running more plays for Clifford. I, I think Jerome That's Robinson. That's our first step. Jerome Robinson. We're in charge of this get him team. I think Jerome Robinson. You've got to get him more involved. In That's the okay. We can get both guys involved. I, and actually, they run sometimes some sets where they Jerome Robinson starts with the ball and he is the ball handler instead of Eli Carter and he is the one who drives and then Eli Carter gets the ball with the defense out of position. I think that's a better. Look for them. I think, yeah. get, you know, starting to move the defense and getting I'm, Eli Carter, you know, in position where he's not immediately manned up. I'm going to say a good thing first win of the year, first ACC win of the year for Boston College comes Sweet Valentine's Day at home <laughs> against the lowly Syracuse Orangemen. It that is in there by that time they should be about oh and well, eleven. Honestly, no, if they could generate any offense, they'd be fine because their defense is not bad. Yeah, their defense really well, is their not defense, bad. They they play a really aggressive man to man and they force a lot of turnovers. They sometimes give up open looks because they overplay passing lanes, but it's really active and they pressure and they contest everything. And I think they do a really they do a good job on defense, but their offense is just stagnant without I mean, it basically depends on Eli Carter jacking up over yeah. like a hot I, I just I looked can't. at their schedule. They play NC State on March the 2nd. That's the penultimate game of the year. <laughs> that is the seller-dweller matchup of mm. 2016. Who's mm. winning that yeah. game, guys? Ooh, it's in Raleigh. Oh. I, I'll take NC State, I guess, if they're at home. Man. I, I, they got to wait that long. That's, well, like well, a, that's, prob- that's probably senior night. That's I probably senior night. They, do, they host Virginia Tech uh, in late Late February. Yeah, they do. That might be their best chance. They host Syracuse and Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah. I like, those I are, like those the game against Syracuse. Okay. Put your, you know, save everything you can. Well, they beat that Syracuse I don't know. Let's, not, let's stay away from the save everything you can advice. But let me tell you, aside from the early like Virginia Tech, you know, the easy Virginia Tech, NC State games, here's a game that they might actually, that's kind of an upset or huge upset pick, but I think they might At have a North chance. Carolina. Home. <sighs> Hosting Florida State, Tuesday, January twenty-sixth. Mm. Coming up, hosting Florida State. That's a possibility. I think. I think I could steal one. <clears throat> what, I'm what not saying the they're going at, to. What about the game after that at North Carolina? That's like got to be a. Come on. Yeah. We, we like BC there, right? I mean, <laughs> we'll see what the spread is. I hate to bet on double digits. No, right? All right. What's next? You said mailbag, as though there were more questions in, <laughs> in, <laughs> in order to have a bag. It's not just a mail, right? Okay. Uh, we have an email which comes to us from uh, Dale Hall, who's a Louisville fan. And oh, nice! Thanks for listening, Dale. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Dale. And he asked us, um, 
if we have an all bench team in mind. Okay, oh, let's go around the round cool. table for this, and okay? We're get, yeah, yeah, we're going to kind of, he asked us for a lot of stuff, but we're going to just talk about our favorite bench players. All right. Who do we think are the best ACC bench players? Okay. Can I start? Yeah, Mike. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I'll start, because he's a Louisville fan, with my favorite bench player who I've talked about throughout the year, Donovan Mitchell, Mr. Basketball in uh, Connecticut. I think he is the man. I think he's a young Malcolm Brogdon. I'm looking forward to watching him play for the rest of the year. I think he's going to be great for them. Good choice. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that He was certainly on my list. Uh, Tyler Lydon for for Syracuse has another good choice. Man, yeah. playing playing really great basketball. Great shooter. Great stretch four. Gives him another option on the perimeter. Yeah, I I really like Tyler. I yeah, think, I, I think do he's too. amazing. I think he's a great player. I think he has you know, good hands. Yeah, he has great hands. Good hands. Great hands. Sure. Great hands. Taylor can shoot. I'm gonna go with kind of a combo pick um, because they kind of mix this up. It's either, depending on what uh, lineup Mike Bray has decided on for the game, Notre Dame, either Bonzi Colson or Matt Ryan. Um, Both these guys, I think, are really great, can light it up. Uh, Bonzi Colson's strong. He really gets to the basket and makes that extra move where he steps through, rips through across the face of the defender and extends the possession to get a basket when you thought maybe it was coming to an end, the defender had stopped the drive. And Matt Ryan, I mean, for a freshman, has been – He's a great shooter. Uh, yeah, he's a phenomenal yeah. shooter. Yeah, and he yeah. is he he doesn't turn the ball over, and he's very under control, which is a rare thing for a freshman. And both of them, I think, have been a big factor in why Notre Dame's offense is number one in the nation right now in adjusted efficiency. Good choice. All right, I got to lay the hammer down with an obvious pick, and I have to do it while I can because this might not be the case in the next week or month or two months. Because um, Luke Kennard was the first one that came to my mind because. I know he started against Notre Dame, but prior to that, he was, I guess his last start was back in December? Yeah, that's like, right. Right after yeah. the Jefferson injury, he started, mm-hmm. and then he went back to the bench. Yeah, so, he went back really quickly. So he went back to the bench really quickly and had a lot of games on the bench, coming off the bench, so I'm going to count that as a bench player right. because he's played the majority of his games coming off the bench, and I know that yesterday he did not, and probably the rest of the year, he'll. I think he'll start. I think. If Jefferson comes back, is he starting still? Do you think Kennard will continue to start with Jefferson back? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Have you watched Thornton play? Yeah. Have you watched Derek Thornton? Derek Thornton. I mean, the you two five fun? stars uh, outside of Kennard, who I don't know what star he is or whatever. He's, but, yeah, he's a uh, maybe he's a four or five. Whatever. Well, but outside of Kennard, you know, the two, the other two freshmen, well, except for Ingram, also I guess. Yeah. So won't won't like Plumley and Jefferson when he's back be in the front court and their back court will consist of. Matt, Matt Jones, Jones, Grayson Allen. Yeah, Grayson Allen and uh You can play Kennard with those guys. Ingram, right? Ingram. Oh, no, Ingram. Yeah, yeah, Ingram yeah, will play for Ingram sure. will be well, shifted. Yeah, so he'll, I guess he'll, he'll shift so back to like his natural When Jefferson position. comes back, he'll probably go back to the bench, so that counts. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, you got it. Easy pick. Easy. Easy he's 30. Pick. He dropped 30 yesterday. Yeah, he's nasty. Other um, players of note coming off well, the Of course, bench. we forgot about Guthrie's uh, favorite, Mahmood. Mahmood Guthrie. Oh, yeah. Mahmood Guthrie. Yeah, I don't Mahmoud. know why I, didn't, why I didn't pick him. <laughs> well, Donovan Mitchell, I think, is a Well, we're going through round two. Mike, great, Mike, yeah. Mike can start us off, or you can start us off because you got Well, I, like, I really liked Jaquan Newton, uh, what I saw at the Miami game um, mm-hmm. in Charlottesville. I can, when you told he, me that, I couldn't believe that he doesn't start for them. Well, I mean, I, just, I, 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 don't, think, I don't think he, I kind of, he, tends, he tends to come off yeah, the bench. Wait, why, would he, why would he start for them? 
They, I mean, they have a stacked backcourt, so it's yeah. Right. But th- he just like provides provides like Angel or McClellan or whoever with some some spells. Anyway, I I really like him. He was so quick on the dribble, caused a lot of a lot of problems for the perimeter defense. I'm going to go with uh, Gabe DeVoe, who I mentioned earlier um, today uh, from Clemson. I, I actually He hasn't been getting a lot of minutes recently. I think he actually turns it up in the ACC tournament. I, I really like his game. I, I really like Gabe DeVoe from uh, Clemson. That's my that's my second string. Well, my sixth men of the Taylor. sixth men. <laughs> I will throw in uh, Sheldon Jeter uh, from Pittsburgh, who in the past couple games has come on and really, really provided spark for Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. He... I mean, personally, he's 80th in the nation in offensive rebounding percentage. That's uh, 24th in the conference. He doesn't turn the ball over. He blocks people. I mean, he... he, Wait, like blocks them in what way? uh, Like, like, are we talking about from women, from... I mean... Everything, everything. (laughs) When he blocks you in a game of basketball, you just feel like you have run up against the wall in life the next couple of weeks. Right. Professionally, a, socially. Socially and spiritually. Yeah, spiritually. There it is. All the, I mean, Man. <laughs> I mean, he has he ruins your next week if he blocks you. Yeah. Speaking of Roblox, all right. <laughs> nice segue. He's great. And he's a good shooter. He's a good, like, uh, jump shooter. Should we title this episode just segue because it's just, it's working out. <laughs> Mike Toby. I'm taking Mike Toby off the bench because yeah. he's mm. just. And he starts half say the time, what he, too. Well, that's not true. Uh, say what you want about his offensive game. Yeah, he's got some good offensive game, but defensively, a lot of people nitpick. Oh, you know, he can't move his feet. He's not a really good defender. Yeah, but when he's on the floor, Virginia rebounds better. Their rebounding percentage is much better when yeah. Mike Toby is on the floor, and that's more important than defense at times for this team because Georgia Tech game, like case scenario, he wasn't on the floor. They got out-rebounded. Second-chance points killed him in that game. And Sometimes it's nice just to have a big roadblock in the lane. You know, yeah. NBA example, Roy Hibbert. Yeah, uh, sometimes he, he can't move uh, very well, but he's just like he's just in the way. A little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back I in agree. the Indiana days, not yeah. I was gonna say Roy Hibbert LA from days. like two years ago. Where, yeah. Does he not play for Indiana anymore? Is he somewhere else? Is he elsewhere? Where is Roy? We might have to delete that. Where, where, in the, where in the world? <laughs> no, but you is know Roy what I'm saying. I'd I, I, I take Hibbert. Mike Toby as a as a bench all star. The Lakers. He's with the Lakers. Oh, absolutely, man! Him and Kobe hitting the club. Uh, see, I don't look at the professional game. <laughs> I look at amateurs only. I'm like the Olympics, man. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, you discriminate. You only bet on amateurs, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Right. It's the only way to make money. It's pure. Yeah, you it's have pure. You gotta have. You gotta have the depth of uh, <laughs> you know options. And the professional game, man, you know, people just mail it in out there. In amateur hour, I mean, look, I could be playing for you personally. I could be playing for, I can play playing for myself. You know, I don't know that you really get that at the professional level. Well, it's time to get back to the college level. Uh, we need to preview, we need to predict, and we have games this week. Briefly, Syracuse at Duke. Uh, Duke will be a nine-point favorite, at least we think so, um, against Syracuse. How do we feel about this? I'm still on that Duke uh, Rocky Four train. I'm going to take Duke. Minus nine there. Reminds me, is Duke uh, Ivan Drago or yes. is he Rocky? No, no. Is Duke Rocky? Yeah. Well, I forget. But anyways, there was <laughs> snow, there was training. Duke um, is Apollo Creed. Yeah, exactly. R- R.I.P. <laughs> Too soon. I like Duke. Minus nine. Well, I have the power to jinx teams, apparently, because I was anti-Duke with all the points they were getting early on in the season. This past week, I liked them in both occasions with Clemson. I took them, and I also took them 
against Notre Dame and that failed choice. I, I'm just throwing up my hands in the air. I have no idea what to do about this game, but I'll I'll take Duke. To Make cover. a pick. I'll take him together. Cover Syracuse with the points. Okay. I'm taking Duke. I'll take Duke. That's right. a lot of points to cover, but I'm taking three Duke. to one. Somebody somebody needs to write this down. We need to start keeping. We track need of this. to keep track of this. Yeah. yeah. I know I'm 62.5% on the season. I mean, we but do keep track of this. I, that's funny because I am 63.5%. That's funny. <laughs> well, you two picked every Virginia game wrong. I just want to let you know. These two guys over here. Okay. And Mike's been half and half, and I've been like 80% right on Virginia. <laughs> Speaking of Virginia. Uh, Clemson, Virginia. Yep. UVA Projected will be 11-point favorites. Yeah, Clemson should be a top 20 team um, coming into this game. I'm taking Clemson and the points. Oh, it's so many points. It's 11, yeah, 11, 11 points. points. Incredible number of points. When have you ever seen Virginia cover a double-digit spread? Uh, at home, where they're playing. Still. <laughs> I wouldn't advise people betting on this, but I would take Clemson. Oh, it's a yeah, classic stay away. Yeah, yeah. Mike, this is not a stay away from Mike. He is pushing his chips to. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually pushing them to, to blossom. UVA. Oh, really? No, wow. no, no, no. And I was, I'm a big Clemson guy, but I've seen him struggle against uh, strong defensive teams. Um, I think the UVA, while not necessarily a strong defensive team, is is strong in the right ways to stop uh, Clemson. I just think that uh, Blossom Game is going to struggle in this game, and when he struggles, so does the team. Yeah, I, I actually like UVA. Blossom Game, Brad Brunell, and all the. The Clemson crew have have never won in Charlottesville. Right, right. They'll come in hot though. But, I, but I, they could. I think they could cover. So I'm, they're not going to win. Yeah, I'll though. probably. I don't think. I'll continue but. my streak of picking wrong, like they're, you always say, and pick Clemson. Their defense the is pretty bad at Clemson. I, they should be able to cover eleven. Clemson with the points. <laughs> you can't cover eleven, right? I don't know. Guthrie is so authoritative. I love that. <laughs> well, I'm with Guthrie in this one. We're tied together once again. Next right, let's, game. Let's talk about Pitt. NC State. This is at Pitt, and Pitt will be a ten-point favorite. I've been in the, been down this road before. <laughs> what it's road very, is that? Louisville hosting NC State. Give no, me. no. That game was in Raleigh. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it was. was. Yeah, okay. Was. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. Uh, I'm taking Pitt. I, I would love to take Pitt. But I, I do it. <sighs> Do it. I think the, I think the Do pit, it. No. It's, it, I think Pitt is undervalued. I think a lot of people saw what happened in that Louisville game. I think that the public is going to have a hard time wrapping their mind around them covering a 10-point spread when they only scored 41. I mean, yeah. You've gone off your rocker if you're betting on that NC State team. Wrap your mind <laughs> oh, around yeah. no, it. It's gone either, off your rocker. I don't care how many Pitt points or are. I am skipping that game. I think it's a good skip game. If I had to pick it, I would pick Pitt. Yeah. I, I'd advise the public to go in on that one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I am NC State's biggest fan, and I would have to take Pitt here. So do you still think they're a tournament team? You said that? I'm, yeah. They're a tournament I, team. I, I, I think, think I said, said NC week. State was a tournament team. I think I predicted NC State to get to the Sweet 16 a couple weeks ago. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh yeah, and you God. did. You I'm, did the last time I'm, I was here. I'm doubling down. I'm chasing that money right yeah, now. Right, this right. podcast just lost <laughs> any kind of steam it had. Like all the NC steam, State, all the credibility sweet out 16. the window. <laughs> Cat Mart. I mean, like, it's still possible. Come, whenever the Sweet Sixteen is come March thirty first, people will be looking back and saying, "My God, that <laughs> pick was amazing." We have a couple more on the agenda. <laughs> Let's talk about a uh, Florida State pit. Speaking of pit, yeah. So Florida State actually will wait, be. A, wait, wait. Yeah, this is wait. later in the week. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're do anything around. on Wednesday? Nothing on Wednesday. Well, now you're messing me up here. <laughs> I, think, I think I think UNC plays like Virginia Tech. When, no, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame. That's uh, Virginia Tech, a little Notre Dame. Yeah, sure, 
Sure, we'll go. That's, to- I mean, this is a this is a top notch matchup in <laughs> the ACC. <laughs> this God. is actually at, at uh, in Indiana. For so so we're we're projecting right now. We'll just say Notre Dame to be thirteen point favorites at home at home against Virginia Tech. Mm. I now I Virginia Tech. Don't touch this game. Uh, you really want to? I don't want to bet on either of these teams. Honestly, I think in that's this, actually. In this game. I agree with you. Do we have to? We have to. Okay. We absolutely. We have You're the to. one who came down on what's, me for not what's picking the over a under? <laughs> What's the over under? Oh, the over under will probably be. I know you're not good at the. <laughs> you're not good at the maths. <laughs> but give, give me the. Give I'm me taking the, Notre Dame. I bet from the I'll heart. Put my foot down. All right, round the table. We got to go. Notre Dame. All right, one for him. Notre Dame, what's, I guess. What's the over under? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Tech here. What's the over under? Tech with the points. Uh, the over under is going to be one fifty-seven. It'll come down. People over, are not going to do that. Over. Over. Oh. Over. Yeah, both teams are in the eighties. Yeah, that's possible. All right. Any other Wednesday games? Or are you skipping all the way to the next pick game for some reason? I don't know. I'm I'm skipping. I'm skipping. We might come back and forth. Let's. I Should have, we just go through Pitt's entire schedule then? Well, this is just a great game. Uh, Florida State versus Pitt. Florida State will well, be at home. And well, they you will you skipped three point Florida favorites. State Louisville. I guess what you don't yeah, think we, that's good on Wednesday. Do you say Florida State would be three point favorites? Uh, yes, they're going to be favorites. It's at home. It's at home. It's going to. Co- this is why I think it's a great. G- it's going to come down a little bit. This is your classic too good to be true game. This is your. This, this is, is how you. they built the Venetian game. Right. This is where. <laughs> this is the game where I think, oh, Pitt getting three against Florida State, and I take Pitt all day. And you say, oh, obviously, uh, Vegas is just trying to bait us into this game, and we have you, got to. You make me sound like I just play like just StarCraft at home alone, and just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just just mm-hmm. hate the world. You know how Fact. dare you? Can I, can dare I mention you? something Fact. on the series? Wow, you play StarCraft at Fact. home. <laughs> what rank are you? Protoss? You play Protoss? <laughs> can I mention something on a serious note? Yes. This is all going to change after tonight, depending on what Florida State does to to Virginia. Right. If they win, then all these lines are going to change. Well, let's say you get Florida State giving some points against Pitt. I suspect that no matter how it goes, it'll probably because Florida State's at home, it'll come down to close to a pick'em. You might get Florida State minus one or two. You might get Pitt minus one or two. It'll be somewhere around there. That makes a big difference, I know. But yeah, but what if Florida State gets blown out by Louisville on Wednesday? I don't think we should be picking this game. No, I mean, I'll pick it right okay, now. Okay, go ahead. Do it. Take Pitt with the points. Whatever right. you can get. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Pitt Fair with enough. the points. I'm on Florida State. Choo-choo. Uh. And because <laughs> uh, because I offended you, Florida State at Louisville on Wednesday, earlier than let's the game we were just Mike, talking about. Let's do it, man. Yeah. Let's pick this <laughs> game. Come on, Mike. Let's pick it'll it. Be, <laughs> it'll, Louisville will be 12-point favorites. Oh, no. 12. Yeah. 12? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's at home, which makes a huge difference. Are, are you just pulling mm-hmm. these numbers like out of thin air? Just yeah. out of curiosity. There's a complicated algorithm. Okay, okay, good. Just, I just want to make sure. I'm just telling you, it's, so, it's going to change. Points. Obviously, it'll change, but it's going to be a 12-point Aren't game. the Bees Brothers and XRM kind of a RA matchup against oh, the d- Louisville yeah, defense? It's, it's going to be a very cool like, game to watch. Play right? ISO ball. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be great. It's going to be a great game Do for it. Florida State. You would think offensively I'm taking now, Florida State. This game is going to be physical. Dogs. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that matchup for Florida State. Me too. I'm betting Florida State all week. Come on. <laughs> let's, let's just go down to Daytona. How much let's, did you just lay? Were 
right now, 17 minutes from tip. Right. I, you saw me with the cell phone before tip. Oh, okay. Well, some, money, oh. some money was oh, yeah. laid. Okay. I've already bet. I've already started betting on let's, Florida let's State Let's save this that week. as our last pick. Let's do one more pick, and then we'll pick <laughs> the game that is about to start. Okay. So let's let's move forward with Louisville and do uh, Louisville at Georgia Tech. Louisville four-point favorite. At Georgia Tech. At yes. Georgia. I, I wouldn't Atlanta. watch this game if it was in my backyard. <laughs> oh, I can't I'd wait to watch this game. It's going to be a great game. Oh, that's great. And you have to take Louisville. <sighs> this is just going to be, I, I don't know, like a rock rock fest? Is that even a, that's not a fair a word. rock fest? What, I don't know what you're talking about. It's just going to be a bunch of. Like Bonnaroo? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a different kind of rock. Know. Dad jokes. <laughs> I don't know how Louisville is uh, going to contain Charles Mitchell. Oh, uh, but are any of us I, watching this game? That's, Sometimes that's we like to. I'm absolutely going to watch this. Uh, we like to delegate games. You can take what, it. What day is this? I'm not watching it. I'm I'm taking Saturday. Louisville. I'm going to take Louisville. I'm not watching I'm, Louisville, Georgia Tech. Sounds I'm, like a horrible experience. I'm not going to bet on this game. There's no way. Wow. It's going to be too close. It's going to be too close. Louisville can be enjoyable at times. Georgia Tech, when they're put up against Louisville. It just is like, yeah. Well, it's at the same time as Pitt, Florida State. So it's going to be the choice is clear. uh, No, the choice is there's no choice. You just get your dual screen action going, and you're good to go. All right, you got to take Louisville. It's going to be strength against strength. You're going to have the two great interior teams. What's your line? It's got four points. Four, and I'm going to take Louisville. Yeah, me too. Four points. I'm going to take Louisville. Done. Yeah, that's a wrap, guys. Yeah. Episode 10 is into the books. Hope you enjoyed it, folks. Once again, we are brought to you by Three Notched Brewery. Here is our contact information. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, if you want to email us, you can check us out at accbballdegens at gmail.com. That's A-C-C-B-B-A-L-L-D-E-G-E-N-S at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at accbballdegens. Same spelling. That's correct. And please search for us, ACC Basketball Degenerates, on the iTunes store, and please leave us a review and a rating. Rate the podcast. And uh, tell us good things. Subscribe. Subscribe. And uh, we'll see you next time. And tell all your friends.